0: All things are possible, and you can be, authentically, gay with the God of your understanding. I am your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Welcome, everybody, to the Gay With God podcast. So glad you're tuning in again this week. And we have a previous guest joining us tonight that I can't wait to go deeper with. Cody Lee Oledge was born and raised in a small town just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. He was raised in a little old Southern Baptist church where gospel music and old-time religion played an integral part in his upbringing. Being a mama's boy, he spent a lot of time around women. His best friends in grade school were always the girls, nurturing a feminine persona, in him, causing a lot of bullying and then questioning his sexuality. He came out as gay early on in high school, but after he began attending a fundamentalist evangelical Pentecostal church, he ran back into the closet. He went on to travel and lead worship all over the Southeast, California, and the British Virgin Islands with his Pentecostal Christian Universities Worship Choir for seven semesters, traveling, leading worship, singing with various worship teams, interning at churches, and working in ministry in various capacities for 11 years. After making a big move across the country to help start a church, it was then time for Cody to be, come to terms with who God made him to be and now identifies as pansexual. Cody lives in Wilmington, North Carolina. He is working in real estate marketing and as a freelance health coach. He is involved in his community and has created an incredible group of affirming friends. He is pushing himself daily to learn more about theology and growing in his relationship with God. He is happy and knows that God loves him. Welcome back, Cody.
1: It's good to be back. I'm
0: so glad. I'm so glad to, <laughs> you hear a little rasp in his voice because <clears throat> bless his little heart. He's dealing with a little bronchitis, but he's on the other side of that. So we're excited that he was able to come tonight and I can't wait to yeah. get started. So after our first podcast, you mentioned to me that you felt like there was more that you wanted to say, and we just ran out of time. And I said, hey, no problem. Come on back.
1: <laughs> <More> <laughs> Let's go a little deeper.
0: That's right. More content for me but also more love for the for the listeners. So, so mm-hmm. what is it that you felt like you didn't get to say that is really on your heart and you want to say?
1: Well, um I have a list on my iPhone, so I'll just go through <laughs> that. But I really afterwards I felt like um I felt like I ended it on uh, just such a dark note. Oh. Um because those, those 11 well really my whole life but especially those 11 years I just was um it was a dark time and I really Mm -hmm. spent the majority of the last time talking about that and not where I'm at now and where my headspace is now I touched a little bit about that and yeah um I just wanted to touch on you know how good God still is and and the work that um how good God is in my life right now uh, how he's always been uh watching over me and being there for me and um But how I'm pushing myself to to remind myself that every single day um, so that, you know, I don't lose my faith. Uh, Because there have been plenty of times where, you know, I got close to it, but uh, but trekked on and just kept having faith that, you know, he's there and he loves me. So,
0: you know, our faith journey is kind of like that, isn't it? I mean, it's not. It's not just a linear thing where it's like, okay, we come from no faith and then we get to the end and we have faith and we're done. And I just said in a part of my memoir that it really is one of those things where you can't just get to the end, because if you're at the end, you're going to be dead, basically. I mean, we just Mm -hmm. don't, you know, as long as we're above ground and still breathing, God is working in us and through us and continues to inspire us and lead us into such beautiful things. So so w- when you say that you're you're being loved by God, how is that showing up in your life? What's happening in your life that you know is inspired by God and leading you in a way that's making you feel so good?
1: Honestly, people, mm-hmm. the community, I talked about that a lot last time, but just like reaching out to people and Letting my, I mean, part, part, partially, even this. Um, -hmm. I've had several people message me and uh, be like, you know, your podcast touched me. Friends that I sent this to, um, from my past and and present, and you know, uh, just creating, bringing people around me who are affirming, and maybe even not, and just telling them my story, Mm -hmm. um, and hearing what they have to say about it, and and hearing their own stories, um, just knowing that I'm not alone, Mm -hmm. Uh, God. I'm huge on family, um, chosen family, biological family, and uh, it's just it's very, very important to me. It always has been. And God speaks to me through people um, and, and just pushing myself to meet more people and create my own chosen family, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Long story short.
0: Well, I love I love how you show up you know, I I see you on Facebook and I -hmm. I see how affirming you are, especially with your health coaching and, and you're so positive and you're so affirming and always willing to give and to give and to give. Mm -hmm. And where do you receive? I know you said you receive through people and, and where else does God show up for you in your life? And how does God sustain you through the tough times? My
1: intentional quiet time with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually speaking with my partner this weekend, and. Telling him all about how I, don't know, I just said that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you did. Him, uh, <laughs> him I get all to about, see
0: him blush. You guys can't see this, but I get to see him blush because he just dropped the partner word. <laughs> <laughs> so I
1: was uh, taking him through some gardens that I go to daily, um, and I the Airly Gardens here in Wilmington is mm. has a very close part in my in my walk with God. Uh, and just my mental health, um, and every single day setting aside time to get away from all the noise. Uh, I'm a very schedule oriented person. To do list, like I live by it. It is my second Bible, and it can get overwhelming <laughs> at times. But but making sure that I have that time uh, with God, uh, and just to grow and push myself in theology. I read theological books. I read devotionals. Um, I've also, especially recently, started getting up an hour early just so that I can pack in, um, you know, Bible time, uh, and just solitude and meditation. Um, mm-hmm. God really speaks to me whenever, when you set aside time for him, mm-hmm. um, you, ha- your, your, your relationship with God is just that a relationship and it can't be, uh, just one-sided. You can't just pray, Lord, speak to me. You've got to give space for him to speak. Mm-hmm. You've got to listen, Mm-hmm. um, and dig into his word. And, um, and you know, that's what I've been doing. Uh, and like I, I did say, um, nature, nature, especially, I love being in nature. Um, I'm an Eagle Scout and Boy Scouts for years. And I I just see God in mm-hmm. what he created.
0: You know? I love that you brought up the quiet time because I think back in church, back in the day, it was like, you have to have devotions because, you know, that's what's expected. You know, you have to go to church. You have to go this many times. You have to (laughs) go on Wednesday night. You have to read the Bible. And it always seemed so, I don't know, oppressive because it was expected and not something that, that was built out of your desire to just go deeper with God. Um, Mm -hmm. Now with the Episcopal church, is similar to devotions, but it's called the daily office. And, and there's a whole, service in in the in the book that we we use uh, called the book of common prayer and it's basically you're reading through if you were sitting in church and you go through all these different phases of of Mm -hmm. the liturgy it's part of that and then there's scripture and there's always the old testament and then the new testament and the gospel reading and you have morning noon and night that you can go through those things and it's like a time where you pause to call a friend and you say okay i'm sitting here with you now god Open my mind so that I can hear what you want me to receive. And it's just a part now that is not expected of me, but I want to do it and I enjoy it and I feel out of balance when I don't do
1: it. Do you feel that too? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and that's my whole to-do list, honestly. If I don't get something done, if it's 10 PM and I'm like, (laughs) Oh, I'm tired, but there's two things left. You can do it. Yeah, I I feel I feel out of whack, but um. Yeah. If I don't get my morning meditation in, if I don't get my morning prayer with my coffee, I know that's such a cringy, like just a millennial thing, like <laughs> eat coffee and Jesus. But it's it is my time. I love it, and yeah. and I'm working. Uh, I have a goal to read through the entire Bible this year for the first time. And like, just I feel I feel out of whack if I'm not getting it. If I'm not yeah. if I'm not spending my time with Him, and you know things things might still get crazy throughout the day you know we're mm-hmm. 22 days into the year and there's definitely been some oh some anxious and crazy days ever ever since it started but i i will say like the the two or three days that i have not done that or not started first thing off in the morning those were the craziest days mm-hmm. um and it may not it, 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 they were the craziest days in my mind in my mindset because uh, yeah. i didn't start it with with yeah. god so yep. it's very uh stereotypical and cringy and but at the same time it's so true it's <laughs> highly true. suggest that
0: well i do too because you know any relationship that we don't spend time nurturing is not going to last and i do believe that that even with our own friendships you know if we're not calling mm-hmm. each other if we're not checking in you know god is god is one of those things that will always be present god will always be present but we, what we invest, I think, that we
1: get back in that relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, one thing that I did want to uh, touch on, because I know we even said it at the beginning of the last podcast uh, about pan- pansexuality, and we never got mm-hmm. on it because I mm-hmm. talked about a million other things. Mm-hmm. But I just for those that don't know what pansexuality is mm-hmm. um, and what it looks like for me, I so I came out as gay when I was a sophomore, I think it was, in high school. And then I met that girl and she kind of brought me back on a path to God. What I used to say was uh, like after I got saved uh, in 2011, truly got saved. I used to say that God turned on an attraction to women that once was not there. And what he did was he had a dimmer switch for the homosexuality button. (laughs) Uh, It was a dimmer switch. And and uh, I used to say the more I spent time with him, the more the easier it would get. That was not true. The easier that it would get. The the, the more I would be able to su- to suppress it. Uh, That's more so what it was. Uh-huh. It was always still there. Um, uh-huh. but I did have an attraction to women. Um, throughout college, I had quite a few major crushes uh, on some girls and a couple of guys too. But you know, I suppressed those, pushed those uh-huh. in the back of my mind, and. Then, uh, in towards the end of twenty twenty one, when I started really coming to terms with who I was, um, I kind of just I was like, well, I guess I'm bisexual, but that that term still did not feel right. Okay, um, I didn't know it, it. It just didn't sit well with me. And in, in conversating with uh, my best friends, I mentioned them, Courtney and Kyle. I will say what they were like. Why didn't we get a shout out? Courtney and Kyle Tatum <laughs> are are huge huge people in my life and they're the ones um the pastor's uh pastor's daughter and mm-hmm. um the ones that live up in greensboro that I go visit often they have been very integral in my journey they they sorry they introduced pansexuality to me i was i was telling them about my feelings mm-hmm. uh because to me my sexuality is i don't really i don't really care about who what sexuality or sex that they hold uh-huh. It's really about the heart. I don't care what is, what genitalia they have. It is about the heart. It's about the connection and it's about their morals. It's about who mm-hmm. they are as a person. I will admit, you know, I am more attracted to men, uh, that male persona, male physique, but it really like, it doesn't matter. It It's about, um, the heart ultimately, uh-huh. as long as I have a connection. So uh, for anyone that doesn't know what pansexuality is, it is the connection. <laughs> it doesn't, uh-huh. doesn't matter about uh, the sex. So I guess panse- pansexuality is a an, an arm of bisexuality. One thing that I'm currently working on, uh, and this even popped up yesterday, was uh, in this whole journey, like being raised in evangelical conservative South, um, homophobia is so... Like it's everywhere. And, and having from things coming up on the TV and uh, the news about homosexual, the LGBT community and hearing people just say, oh, well, they're um, dirty, nasty people. And all all those years, internalizing that, like, I don't want to be that. Mm. um, So I'm going to run from that, obviously. Still today, um, there's an internalized homophobia within myself. Yes. Uh, and i'm working to break down those walls every single well not every single day it's getting a lot better but you know just even as um just seeing i mean this is a small instance but like um in the store the other day seeing a shirt that was pink and being like oh i can't wear that that's (laughs) you know like that's so minimal but I literally, I'm like, no, I must present as the way that I'm supposed to present. And, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't buy it because still, it's still pink's not my color. Um, <laughs> I liked it. Pink's not my color. But, but just getting rid of those internal homophobic mm-hmm. um, ideologies that I've held fast to. Some very toxic ones that, you know, I'm ashamed of. But, but just hearing when they come to my mind, I'm working towards getting rid of those. So that's another aspect of where I'm getting to. What were you
0: gonna say? I was just gonna say, well, I that's think that right. that you're you're just like all the rest of us that you know,
1: yeah.
0: homophobia was burned into our brains and our souls, and it mm-hmm. it turns on often when we're in society and we know that there's bigotry still there, and we tend to to repress or back up or and and sometimes even when we're not aware of it, it just mm-hmm. pops back up into our head, and we have those thoughts that we were trained to have. So. I totally get mm-hmm. that. And I'm I'm glad that you're able to kind of identify it now and you're working through it.
1: Yeah, it's a daily process. Uh, mm-hmm. Just trying to be more and more comfortable in my own skin and who God created me to be and reminding mm-hmm. myself that I am who God created me to be. Yes, uh, yes. So getting rid of those stupid gender stereotypes. One thing that I've obviously, and I already teased that it just a second ago, that I've loved exploring all these years I have never dated because I hated myself. Hmm. Um, but I know, uh, and this is the message, I guess, to like past Cody or anyone that is listening, that's dealing with this, like being in the closet for so long. Um, I never even, even though I did like women and I did have a crush on a few girls, my excuse for not dating was I'm just too busy. Mm -hmm. I'm just too busy. I ain't got time to focus on that. I got to focus on myself What because I was terrified of getting into a relationship getting married one day and then something happening and, you know, having to get a divorce, ruining other people's lives. And, um, you know, just by, you know, just by being myself. And, um, if that were to happen, so that was, you know, I was terrified, but also I was so lonely and I wanted, I wanted, I wanted a connection and, but it was not time for me, obviously. Uh, until I learned to love myself, you can't learn to love someone else truly. Mm -hmm. So that has been fun. Um, and just going back to what you asked earlier, like how is God revealing Himself, themselves mm-hmm. to you, and it, through people, through the, mm-hmm. through dating, like um, well, not everyone that I've dated <laughs> or that i <I've> gone on <laughs> date with, obviously, but um, but it's it's just so fun, just loving yourself enough that you're able to invite someone else into it, and you know, I, and I found someone pretty great, uh, and and that's just so much fun. So my, I guess my message was to anyone listening, like it's just down and tired of waiting or whatever, learn to love yourself first, and then God's going to send you the right person. So I learned to love myself by making space for myself to heal Uh. and to say, I'm not okay. uh, Mm -hmm. And to push for healing, to reach out to others Mm -hmm. and uh, to, to hear what they had to say. Um to hear what God has to say reading scripture and digging into theology mm-hmm. and just trying to eradicate all of the ideologies that were that were pushed down our throats. Um, and then once I was able to do that, you know, I'm still on that self-love journey. <laughs> and um but but I now love myself enough to invite someone else into it. And the joy that I've gotten from that is just so great. That's beautiful. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, that is beautiful because I think once you realize that God loves you, it opens up that door to start that journey because mm-hmm. before, I think we, with the inner homophobia and the judgment, we felt like God didn't love us and that we couldn't love ourselves mm-hmm. because we were, we were not lovable. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: when we realize that God created us and God loves us, then it's like, why don't I love myself too <laughs> I can mm-hmm. I can start to appreciate better. my talents yes it does get better and that's that's how you get to be more open in the world <clears throat> and use the gifts and the talents that you've also been created to have in order to show light to other people and so it's just this big you know circle of of joining God in the creation of ourselves and then seeing mm-hmm. how God continues to live and breathe through us
1: obviously I didn't talk a lot about this. Last time, and I kind of touched on this, but deconstructing religion has been difficult, mm-hmm. uh, um, and and pushing myself to stay in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mentioned last time that I just started visiting a new church, and that mm-hmm. has been just so wonderful. Of uh, and 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 it's affirming, and mm-hmm. and and so so unapologetically loving uh, our community. My message is just don't give up. Mm-hmm. Um, in this whole journey of deconstruction and rewriting your theology, rewriting your scripture and literally not not knowing what's up and down, what's left mm-hmm. and right, mm-hmm. uh, and trying to figure out which way is which. Um, it can be so mentally fatiguing and being mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm just so tired. Like I don't want to go to church because I don't want to <laughs> excuse me. Um, I don't want to go to church because I don't want to go through the motions i've uh, gone through for so many years uh, um i totally understand the um you know if you have major trauma first off reach out to uh a, someone a certified professional who can help you through that um, mm-hmm. you don't want to get yourself into a situation or go somewhere that can definitely trigger out bad things bad mm-hmm. memories but just push yourself to visit different denominations hear different theologies I was raised Southern Baptist for 17 years. Then I was Pentecostal Church of God, and then Church of God, or Church of God of Prophecy, Church of God for 11 years. Um, pushing yourself to visit Episcopalian, United Methodist, Presbyterian. Heck, you know I found. I feel like I found a really good church. But next week I'm going to a Catholic church because why? <laughs> I've never gone to a Catholic church. I want to experience it because also in this journey, I want to be able to respect other people and their points of view. Yes, And uh, then just having tunnel vision, um, put yourself to grow and and learn um, and grow your theology and just understanding of other people um, in this journey, while you're on this journey, while you're not tied down to, to a specific church, you will find a group of affirming and loving people. If there's not one in your community, there's this thing called the world wide web. And it's wonderful. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we
0: live stream every Sunday. You can find yeah. many services every Sunday, whatever, <laughs> whatever taste you have, you can find it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Visit my church that I'm visiting Harbor United Methodist church in Wilmington, North Carolina and Yay. midges Episcopalian. That's which, right. Yeah. The church yeah. of the good shepherd.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: online. That's right. Um, yeah. So, but, but push yourself to it, it, attend and get out there and uh, and be a part of the community um, because that that's something that the Bible teaches on its fellowship and when we're we're hurting others lift us up okay I do note that you had asked um, afterwards after we did our last one uh, to give you an update on Christmas mm-hmm. and how that went because yeah. um, I was very nervous um, first holiday really being out uh, and definitely I was in my head I was Mm. in my head and I was so nervous that it was Mm going to end up being something terrible, Mm -hmm. but literally nothing happened. Oh, that's so good to know. (laughs) Nothing happened. It was chill. I mean, probably some of my family did not know, um, but you know, it, it, get over yourself. (laughs) Like like go into situations with your family and, and the holidays, whatever, uh, go into any new situation in this whole journey. And, uh, with a fresh set of, just with a fresh mind and know mm-hmm. that, you know, God's got you have someone there that, and I did, I had several people, um, that I was re- ready to reach out to in times of high anxiety and, uh, and Good. stress. Good. And, and I didn't have to reach out to any of them. I actually had some of them texting me through like, like halfway through the break and being like, I haven't heard from you. Are you okay? Oh yeah, <laughs> you're all fine. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Everything's chill. So, um, and that, that, that is wonderful. And knowing that the family that does knew, no, they treated me literally just like that. You know, I've all, I've always been treated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm definitely blessed and thankful and praise God in that because, mm-hmm. um, because not many people get that opportunity. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. uh, But like I said, you know, if if you don't have that kind of family, uh, find your chosen family, Mm -hmm. find your community. You're not alone. What do do things look like now uh, in this new season? Um, I think the overall theme, as I've been reading through some of my notes just now, the overall theme that I wanted to get across is it does get better. Mm. It gets better. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. um it may seem dark and dreary now that the last podcast i did felt <laughs> so dark and dreary and rainy um just because there were many years that it was like that but it gets better and um you will find happiness um you know there's going to be times where it is hard there still are times where it's hard mm-hmm. um and you know that i've reached out to you yeah. in the past couple of months it's, it's, it's hard at times but but the joy that I get just knowing that God loves me is night and day to what it was for those 11 years. And, and I, I have a new breath in me now. Um, Yeah. So it gets better. Don't give up hope. Um, Push yourself. uh, What does my next chapters look like? First off, you know, continuing to heal, But I feel like that season is coming to an end. No, well, no, there's always going to be healing. I think (laughs) there's always going to be things that pop up. I I, uh, maybe hopefully not for too, too long, but um, pushing for continual healing. But um, I'm ready to be an advocate for our people Mm. and telling people, telling others that don't necessarily agree or understand and just explaining, you know, they don't have to agree. I I deserve respect. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't have to, uh, but what I do deserve is unconditional Christ-like love. I'm not going to take hatred, but Mm -hmm. standing up for, for what I believe in and, and, and loving on those that um, are in dark spots and feel like there is no hope um, Mm -hmm. and that God doesn't love them and just affirming them that, you know, you, they are called, they are worthy, mm-hmm. they are anointed and God loves them wholeheartedly. And, uh, they're not alone to, I, I keep, I, I sound like a broken record, find community. <laughs> find, find yeah. People because God's light shines through people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are lots of bad people out there, but there's also lots of really, really good ones and, yeah. and, find the diamonds in the rough that are going to lift you up and push you in your relationship with God and your relationship with yourself Mm. and know that it, it gets better. So, Mm. um, no matter what comes your way, uh, the Lord's got you.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Well, (laughs) I, I'm glad that we spent this time going deeper because, um, one, I always want you guys to feel complete. And so when you come on the podcast, if something is left unsaid, we definitely want to come back and say it. And, and hope is, is the key, that we're mm-hmm. never, you know, literally, and until you are not above ground and still breathing, mm-hmm. we still have hope that things will work out, that love can find us, that we can find love for ourselves, that mm-hmm. those themes that you talked about with connection, that is why we are all here together. Because we don't mm-hmm. live on the islands and and we we live and grow and we move with each other so that we can all lift ourselves up to a different level. And I'm really, really proud of you. And I'm really happy well, thank you. that we had this time together because I love seeing you in all the other facets of our lives that we get <laughs> to meet. And and I I love having you on this podcast because it is a is a message of hope. And you have absolutely continued to grow and evolve and become the best the better version of you and I'm happy for you.
1: Well, thank you. Thank, so thank you.
0: you. Thank you for coming back for braving <laughs> through your bronchitis and for squeezing this in <laughs> until, before your choir practice. I'm so excited
1: that we got to Yeah, do I won't it. be singing in that choir practice. No, tonight, I but bet I'll-
0: not. Not not with that bronchitis kind of edging you out, but you'll still be able to to offer your your excitement and your your effervescence. That's what we so I really appreciate it, Cody. I love you so much. Yeah. And guys, those of you who are listening, thank you for coming back each week, supporting and sharing and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to see more information and links to connect with Cody, go to the Gay With God show page at empoweredmitch.podbean.com. If you are listening to this podcast and are questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA plus or pansexual or not even sure if you are gay. God has always been within you, even when you didn't know it. You have always been gay with God. Check out our Facebook group, Gay With God, where you can do a monthly Zoom group with me and Cody and some other folks called My Faith Journey. And if you need support to help you through your coming out and or faith journey, go to the show page again at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom so you can connect with me and receive some coaching. Thank you, guys, and I really appreciate all of your buzz about the memoir, and I te- I'm i telling you, I got exciting news. It's going to be coming up pretty soon, and I have an Ask Me Anything that's coming up in February on February 9th at 7 p.m., and when I say you can ask me anything, you can literally ask me anything about the memoir, about me, about my life, whatever you want to know. I am open, and I'm doing these every month until the launch date for the book, and that's going to be in October 2023. So join me on February 9th at 7 p.m. for Ask Me Anything. The Zoom link can be found in our Facebook group, Gay With God, or on my Facebook group, uh, Facebook group, <laughs> my Facebook, you know, my own Facebook page. You can see me there. So thank you, everybody. Stay tuned. See how you can join the Gay With God community. And as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.